something to say. Have something to say. Have something to say. Have something to say. All right, is this thing working? I've I've just been I've been fucking around with this thing for the last two hours, trying to establish uh, how to get sound from the computer into the. uh, You know, it's the thing. I don't even know what this shit's called. Basically, I have this um box, uh, this form of technology that is essentially there to get this entire thing going this entire podcast thing going so like i've been sitting here for the last two hours trying to work out how to get uh, you know if i just wanted to get some audio from youtube and just run it into this podcast so i could hear you know maybe i wanted to play some audio from youtube so it could be heard i, I don't know i'm just sitting here for two hours going through google and all this shit and just trying to work out how to get this thing fucking working and it's frustrating, man. Like, it's just, you know, you think that the internet now would be able to get this sort of thing set up, but clearly it ain't it ain't doing a good job, at least not for this thing. I mean, if you want to find out a little bit about some, you know, fucking, I don't know, anything, uh, how toilet paper's made, you can find that out on Google. But yet, you know, something as technical just to do with a podcast, you can't fucking do it. Well, I couldn't fucking do it. It's frustrating as shit. I don't even know if this audio is working. I'm assuming that you people can hear me. Anyone who's listening. I'm just not going to fuck with it. Um, so, I've just finished my uh, one of my summer courses. I sat down the exam this morning and I admit I didn't study very much for it. And the course only went for two fucking weeks. It's a philosophy course. Um, it's It was alright, but... It, I'm learning shit about Venn diagrams. Like, what the fuck? Like, if anyone who doesn't know what a Venn diagram is, it's basically a thing that has, like, three circles. And then you you got to use these Venn diagrams to assess if a syllogism is valid. And, and a, a syllogism is, like, Arist- like logic from Aristotle. Uh, so I'll give you an example of a syllogism. Um, all, all men are mortal. Mort- all-, all right, I'll start again. All men are mortal. Plato is mortal, therefore Plato is a man. I think that's correct. But it's it's this sort of old, ancient logic, you know, to make arguments. And we're, we're sitting there in this two-week course talking about, you know, is, is this valid? And then if it's valid, is it sound? And, you know, like you got to remember this nonsense sort of shit, which isn't really practical. It's not – you can't really take this sort of stuff into real life. Like – this is the sort of shit that I had to memorize, you know. If it's possible for the premises to be true and the conclusion false, then the argument is invalid. If it's not possible for the premises to be true and the conclusion false, then the argument is valid. And this is based on these syllogisms. And this course, it's a very two-week course, it's a summer course. It's it's not really for a degree. Maybe if you're majoring in philosophy it's for a degree, but for me, it's nothing to do with that sort of shit. I, I'm I'm studying psychology, philosophy. It's interesting. This course was less so, but you use it to. I'm fucking rambling, which is the point. But 
this course, it felt really fucking useless. Like, what am I supposed to take from learning about syllogisms and whether that argument is valid? Essentially, it's trying to say, teach you how to argue or teach you how to reason, which is, you know, essentially what the course is for. But I'm sitting there going, okay, now I'm learning Venn diagrams and I shade this area and I put a cross in this area and then that makes the argument valid or invalid. I felt like I, I was wasting my fucking time. I mean, I was doing this to make it easier next year so I'm, I'm not uh, – I've got less subjects in the middle of the semesters because I want to try and get the honours for psychology. But I, don't know, I just felt fucking useless. Uh, it was a waste of fucking time. I don't understand, like – you know, like, I think philosophy's good. Like, um, what am I reading right now? Like, this book called um, On Liberty by John Stuart Mill. I think the guy's American, he's English, I don't fucking know. But the book, it's it's actually good, and what it talks about, it actually interests me. And I'm not trying to get in a more comfortable position if I want to keep rambling like this, Hound. How's that? Yeah, I'm kind of holding the thing close. You know, and this book, like, it's... He's a philosopher, but he's talking about free speech, which, you know, because I said to the guy teaching this course, I said, what, um, you know, what is something that you think I could read that would be interesting or what is something that you recommend? He said, well, what are you into into right now? I said, uh, well, free speech. And he said, okay, On Liberty by John Stuart Mill. There you go. And so I, w- I went to the university library and I – I borrowed this book and I started reading it and he's, I guess, you know, I'm only like, I don't know, 15 pages in, 20 pages in. And the essence of it is that you, everybody should be allowed to express their opinion the way they perceive the world, no matter, no matter what it is essentially. And the idea being that when you can express it, it can be contested or accepted based on it's um, weight against other opinions. So if I think that, um, I don't know, let, let's just say that I don't think that people should be allowed to get married if they're gay. Um, I personally don't give a fuck. I think if they want to, let them go go for their life. But let's just say that I don't think that that's okay. I should be allowed to express that opinion and other people should should listen to it, be open to it, and perhaps they can respond with their own opinion, but moreover, they can respond with, uh, you know, reasoning and argument and arguments to say why I'm wrong. Because what he kind of talked about, which was interesting, like um, he kind of made a quick little mention of science, and it kind of clicked in my head. It's like when someone has a scientific theory, you want to fucking validate it right uh, validate it I don't know not validate it you want to um, it needs to be falsifiable if I think that um, oh God here let's say uh, that every time I uh, flash someone's eyes with a bright light this is just a terrible fucking example but whatever I, I flash their eyes with the bright light I my theory suggests that people are going to blink and you need to be able to uh, do experiments that attempt to falsify 
my theory, my hypothesis that flashing a bright light in someone's eyes will make them blink. There needs to be a way to falsify it. And he kind of made this little mention, but for me it really clicked, in the sense that with free speech, if you believe something, um, you should be able to speak about it and present it so that other people in the market in other people out there can hear what you're saying and they can argue against it or they, or they can agree, but they can argue against it and attempt to, in a way, falsify it, make it uh, incorrect, your opinion incorrect, or show why it's uh, a wrong opinion or a bad opinion or something. So th- that's why I'm – and that for me was really a clicker because if you're going to – I just think that everyone should be allowed to say whatever the fuck they want. Well, whatever the fuck they want. I don't know. I was having this debate with my mate, like, you know, regarding indigenous um, people and how I think there was some bloke who made some sort of cartoon and it was racist, um, you know, towards indigenous Australians. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like a lot of people are like, well, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I think it's racist and that's fucked but I kind of don't know if it shouldn't be allowed to happen. I don't know. I guess because if you silence these people, tell them, no, you're not even allowed to be a racist cunt. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how far you go. Like, when do you decide that there's too much racism? Obviously being violent because of someone's, like if I beat the crap out of someone because they're Asian, that's not cool. I think you're, you're really not, thinking through you're not like actually making a rational judgment just because someone is a different you know looks different or whatever they're apparently not as good as you that's kind of retarded i'm just saying that i think you should be allowed to express your opinion even if it's a shitty opinion it's it's like the marketplace of ideas if you've got a shitty idea which of course can be subjective and it's relative to other cultures. But if you've got a shitty idea, then it's not going to sell. Like if you've got a shitty product and you put it out in the marketplace, it's not going to sell because it's shitty. So I think have if you've got ideas, if you've got opinions, you should have the freedom to express them if you want to. You should have the freedom to express them and put them up to scrutiny. So, like, the idea that I think there's some sort of Australian law that does exist or might exist. Um, I don't know the exact vibe of it, but they're talking about how people shouldn't be allowed to. I don't know if it's. I, I really just don't know. It's something to do with not being allowed to say that someone's. Um, what's the word? <sighs> Look at this, I'm not even fucking thinking. It should basically, you know, making fun of someone because of, you know, a particular race that they are shouldn't be legal. Um the idea is that, you know, some people need need to feel protected. And, you know, I'm a fucking white guy, so I don't know what it's like to be black or Asian or Hispanic or whatever. I don't know what it's like. So I can't say that I know I've experienced racism, at least not racism as a black person. I've, you know, 
rarely experienced racism as a white person, and some people have thought that I was Jewish, which is not race, but, you know, I've experienced that. However, I'm not Jewish, so that doesn't really impact me. I just, I don't know, I guess I just don't know if it should be against the law to to make fun of someone because of their race. It's not something that I approve of. It's not something that I would do. You know, I, I suppose every now and then people laugh at a racist joke when it's in in good in good 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 humor. Good, I don't know. It's like when it's not. You know, because people make racist jokes. Comedians make racist jokes. I mean, think about like Dave Chappelle. Like his entire career was based on making fun of white people. You know, Chris Rock. You know. Have you seen the movie uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? At the end, there's Chris Rock in there, and it, it's just it's racist. He's such a racist character towards white people. It's, like, intense, right? But from a certain angle, it's funny. So, what, so that, that movie should be banned because it's making fun of white people? And I know you can make the argument that, well, you know, white people weren't slaves for hundreds of years, and, yeah, okay, cool. But then if you if that means that, you know, only uh, making fun of black people should be banned, but it's okay to make fun of white people. Well, that's not that's not an equal society. Um, but it just comes down to like, you know, at certain points, do you stop people from being able to express express their opinions? Just stop they stop free speech. And I I just kind of feel that you should be able to say whatever the fuck you want, and then you're putting it out in the marketplace, you put it out on the internet, in the uh, marketplace of ideas, and if it's a shitty opinion, you're going to find out about it. Right? And then you could argue, well, if everyone can express their opinion, there might be opinions that you don't like, which opinions that are perhaps dangerous. Yeah, some people have opinions that I don't like, like, you know, and beliefs that I don't agree with, like some religious people, fundamental Muslims, Christians, what have you, believe that, you know, the world is, you know, what, 6,000 years old or 10,000 years old. They don't think that the world is 3.6 billion years old. They, they, and they think that there is a God and they think that, they don't think that evolution is real. So I kind of think in some ways that these are dangerous beliefs to have because they don't really serve the planet because if you if you think that you're just going to go to heaven you're not really going to be interested in trying to save the planet you're not going to be interested in trying to just you know treat the planet with care do i treat the planet with care not really i don't go out of my way to fuck it up but i guess what i'm trying to say is that at least i'm aware that when i go the planet's still going to be here right so if unless if i thought well this is actually just a gate like a a place to be tested before I go to heaven. If I think that, it's not really about preserving the planet, is it? So I think that, you know, I think that's a dangerous belief to have personally if you're religious and you're thinking that way. However, I I don't believe in telling those people you can't express that opinion for fear of other people agreeing with them what I believe should happen is debate, open it up for discussion and try to convince them otherwise. That's why free speech is important. And, you know, but like I was saying, you know, you could argue that, well, the hang on, if, if everyone's allowed to express their opinion, 
eventually there's going to be shitty opinions. Um, yeah, which I guess makes sense. Um, you're going to have shitty opinions everywhere, maybe, or you're going to have good opinions everywhere. I don't know. I just don't think that we should... I oh, know, I just, I just think about it, you know, I think like, I, I was having a debate with a girl at work the other day, um, hang on, let me, let me pause it for a sec, because I want to get some water, and then I'll continue with this debate about this chick, hang on, mm. uh, yeah, of course I burped, alright, it's working, yes, yes it is, boom, boom, yeah, okay, um, right, so, so this girl, um, I, I, I thought that her opinion was, well, a shitty opinion, and it's not to mean that she doesn't she doesn't allowed to have an opinion. I just don't agree with her opinion. I think it's flawed um, on a particular issue. So she mentioned that um, Sofia Vergara, like the, I think she's like Mexican or Spanish or <sighs> I don't know. I know she's got an accent, and she's on that Modern Family show, right? She's you know the chicky babe with the big breasts and you know, the very curvy body. Uh what my mate at work told me was that Sofia Vergara's ex-husband, ex-partner or something, he is suing her because Sofia Vergara had an abortion and I guess she didn't ask for her partner's permission. So he's suing her. And my mate at work, she was like, well, this man has no right to sue her. The reason this man has no right to sue her is because he has no right to the child. Before it's born, after it's born, she thinks it does. But before the child is born, while it's while while Sophia Vergara is pregnant, uh, this girl claims that the man has no right to the the child at all. And I was like, really? I thought it was an extreme view. Why do I think it's an extreme view? Because if this man is the father of the child that is inside Sofia Vergara that is then the child is roughly or you know exactly 50% genetically his if 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 we're just going to say 50-50 genetically it is his child of course he has right to the child does it mean he has 50% of like uh, I hate to use the word ownership but I'm just does he own you know, that's not the word I mean. I'm just going to use that for simplicity. Does he own 50% of that child? Um, maybe not because he's not the one who's carrying the child in his womb. Um, so let's just say he owns 35% of the child. Um, that, you know, I guess that's reasonable. You know, so he has some right to the child. He has some uh, parental ownership of the child. But my mate at work said, no, he doesn't at all until the child is born. And this is the thing. Both of us were discussing it. It wasn't really heated. We didn't get angry at each other. You know, it's just like, okay, cool. That's your opinion. The point is that she had an opinion and I'm not going to tell her to shut up about it. I want to hear her opinion and hear her reasons why. And then I'm going to re- to respond with my reasons why I disagree with her. And I did. Like sometimes when guys want to get a vasectomy – I don't think this is law, and I'm not quite sure what countries. I think it's UK and America. I've heard about these sort of situations. I don't know about Australia, but if a, if a guy wants to get a vasectomy, the doctor 
for the most part, I don't think it's always, will ask that the man's partner, his spouse, come in and sign off on it to a, I don't know if it's necessary to approve, but to basically guarantee that she won't sue the doctor. So it seems like if the man wants to make a decision to get a vasectomy in which he can't, so after getting the vasectomy, he won't be allowed to get, he won't be able to get his spouse pregnant anymore. The spouse uh, needs to sign off on it before the doctor can do so. I don't think there's any such, um, once again, I'm not sure it's a law, but I don't think there is any kind of uh, process where a woman's spouse has to sign off on her getting an abortion. Now, I'm not saying that it's law that uh, a man has to get his partner's approval, but it does seem to be something that happens. So there's a little bit of a disconnect there, and I know we're talking about different things. Uh, it's not it's related, but it's not necessarily equal. But it just kind of shows an inconsistency there. Um, and I also said to her, so if the man has no right to the child before it's born... Why is it that the man has so much uh, right and responsibility to the child after it's born? If he has no say on whether or not there should be an abortion of the child, why does he pretty much, like, he, he kind of has no say? I mean, obviously, you, you take it through divorce court, yada yada, right? But why does he have no say on whether or not he's responsible and has a right to the child when it's born? You, you need to try and reconcile that difference. The child is in the womb and he has no right. This is what my friend at work believes. He has no right. But then after it's born, oh, yeah, he's responsible. Yep. You know, you get a divorce and, you know, we don't, we don't necess- I don't necessarily know which way the divorce is always going to go. But there's at least stereotypically you hear, and this could be wrong, but stereotypically you hear that the man is the one that ends up paying child support, um, et cetera, et cetera. He's pay- he pays the woman until the child is an adult. Right. Um, and even if there is no child, sometimes the guy pays alimony or some shit, which is not about childbirth. But if the guy has no right before, then it shouldn't necessarily mean that he has a right after. As such, I think that the man does have a right and he does have input as to what will happen to the child growing inside his, at the very least, prior sexual partner, at the very most uh, fiance, wife, spouse. This is absolutely his child as well, and he absolutely should have an input on it. Um, and I'm, I'm, I've kind of just gone into the actual debate as opposed to why I'm originally talking about this. But I'm just trying to say that you should be allowed to express your opinion. I don't agree with my friend's opinion that a man has no right at all. I, I, I think to say a man has no right is ridiculous if he's the father. That's just insane. Um, That being said, I don't think a man should be able to force a woman to have an abortion either. That's obviously preposterous. Um, But that's kind of a whole other issue, and I don't really have a philosophical answer to that one. Um, But you should just... If she has a shitty opinion, I want to hear it, and she should be allowed to have it. And I'm, you know... I shouldn't... It shouldn't be that she isn't allowed to express that. Because, you know, I get to hear her opinion and maybe I'll change my mind and she gets to hear my opinion and maybe she'll change her mind. 
that's what is important is free speech which opens up discussion which opens up possible changes of our own mind and opens our opinions up to scrutiny and hopefully of course as flaws hopefully our opinions will be tested not necessarily scientifically but they will be put up to be tested and disproved for lack of a better word yeah that's that's basically what i think i guess what time is it? Quarter to three. I've got to go meet with Paul soon. I'm going to get coffee. I'm going to go to the beach where the cheeky babes hang out with swimmers. They look good. I don't know. Is it weird for me to like... St- like how, how, how long can you stare before it's creepy? And I guess you... Okay, look. Let's not say stare because I guess staring is creepy. How long can I look at a girl... When she's walking past, she, okay, let's just say, context at the beach. Me, a man, you know, pushing 30, uh, I'm sitting there hanging out with my, mate, with my mate. How long is it okay for me to look before it's creepy? I, you know, I'm admiring the way this woman looks. You know, I like the way her body looks. She's got great legs, she's got great butt, great breasts, pretty face, uh, you know, sexy pinky toes. I don't know. You know, like... It's, this is this is something that you feel. I feel like, oh shit, you know, is you're walking around, you see a chick, you know, at what point, you know, does it become like sexual harassment? Because this is a, this is a genuine concern I have because I just don't want to make a girl feel uncomfortable. However, I am attracted to her and I want to look at her. So, and this is like this is talking about PC shit, like politically correct, like you know, is it is it possible that staring too long, you know, a woman can say that a guy is sexually harassing her? I don't know. I'm just trying to say I don't know how long it's okay to stare or not stare. I don't know. I was, I was actually walking through uni today um, after my exam. I was only in there for 40 minutes. The exam goes for three hours. Don't worry. There was only 40 questions. I didn't know them all, but yeah, what am I even talking about? Um, right, and this girl, you know, she she was coming out of some sort of corner. I'm walking down the stairs and I was th- – I kind of I looked at her and then you know she was still looking at me, and then she smiled and like I smiled and I'm like oh okay you know she she's either really friendly or is thinks I'm cute or whatever. And at that point, that's obviously not creepy because it's it's mutual. But I guess you know in how else are you supposed to get a girl's attention? Well, I know you stop and talk to them, which I've done on many an occasion, which is you know it can be creepy if you're not quite on the ball with your social skills, you can definitely do it incorrectly. But I don't know. It's just, you know. And girls never check me out. I never, I, I can very rarely, I mean, I guess today wasn't really checked out. It was a mutual connection of eyes. But I just, I, can, I can't think of any time that I've seen a girl check me out. Or if I have seen a girl check me out, I just didn't pick it up. I just, you know, like, I'm not... I'm not particularly ugly. You know, my body's sort of well put together. You know, I haven't got any gut. I'm, I work out a bit. You know, I'm balding. But otherwise, you know, I'm a semi-decent looking guy. And I, I, when is a chick checking me out? Or do chicks check me out? Or is it that they're just like so good at hiding it that they like, you know, they use their peripheral vision or they only do it when you're not looking? I don't know. Uh 
you know, if 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 any girls are listening to this and they tell me, you know, tell me, do you check guys out? I mean, I know you check guys out. Of course you do. But how do you do it? Do you make it obvious, or do you do you make it as discreet as possible? If if you if you you know do or do not send me an email at theviceandtheverser at gmail dot com. Gmail dot com. Yeah, at Gmail. I don't know. Just at the vice of the, the vice in the verse of Gmail dot com and tell me. You know, when you check out a guy, is it discreet? Do you make it obvious? Do you make it obvious when it's you know only a guy that you're like, oh my god, the guy looks like Justin Bieber and Justin hair is so cute. And I just wanna. Oh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Apparently, a lot of girls I've met lately aren't into Justin Bieber. I think he's a very good looking guy. I think he's a bit of a cunt. A little bit. That being said, he's kind of a saint for the position he's in. That guy wouldn't see the world the way we do. I mean, this guy can have sex with almost any woman he wants. And I think even a girl who's like, I hate Justin Bieber, probably still fuck him. I think so. I mean, I don't like... I mean, who's a celebrity female? I don't like... Um, shit, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, one of the Kardashians... Actually, I don't think I'd fuck them. Would I? I don't know. How many beers have I had? I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe not. Maybe maybe they wouldn't fuck him then. I don't know. I'm just saying the guy's a good-looking guy. He's, he's, you know, he's very successful. He's a famous guy. No. I, I guess chicks would have sex with him. But what was, my, what was my fucking point anyway? I don't even know. I'm fucking rambling. Which is the point. Oh. It's kind of hard to do these solo solo podcasts because then I just need to talk. There's no one to bounce off. I don't have Paul here, you know, shoving his mostly well thought out opinions down my head. I mean, he'll be doing that in about shit forty minutes. I got to go soon. Yeah, you know, I'm minding the podcast now. Pretty much. Um, actually, no. Let me quickly say one thing regarding Paul and free speech. Actually, so. There was um, some sort of post on Facebook in a group and, um, you know, this guy's like – because it, basically it's a flotation party. It happens every, you know, December in the summer and everyone gets like some sort of floaties and we float in the middle of the water at uh, one of the bays, one of the beaches. And, you know, what did he say? He said, um, shit, y'all, the year is flying by. This would be a good time to order your floaty needs if you're going through eBay as they usually take up to four weeks to arrive from China. Just a heads up, yo. And me having my somewhat sixth sense of humor, I, you know, posted a photo uh, of a, you know, a girl, and she's definitely not dead because it looks like she's in the Bahamas or something, and she's just wearing a swimmers. Um, but she's making it look like she's drowned and she's lying face down in the water. And I said, I've already got my flotation device. It's a joke. It's a sick joke. It's a dark joke. It's in bad taste, poor taste, but it's a fucking joke. And I found it funny. I still find it funny because it's just so wrong. The idea that, you know, a floating dead body would be my flotation device. It's just wrong. You know, it's a, it's a sick joke. And then this guy, I'm not going to say his name. Let's call him um, Timmy. Timmy's like, how is that even remotely funny, dude? This is on Facebook. You know, this is his response. And then Paul being the, extremely <laughs> extremely politically incorrect guy he is he's like he posts man 
So he posts uh, a photo, right? And basically, the blurb above it says, "Yeah, if you're going to be tasteless, you should be political too. Besides, people don't make great flotation devices." And of course, he's got the photo of uh, that boy who was you know, four years old. You know, this like went around the world. This photo of this boy who drowned at the beach as part of the immigration influx. You know, the crisis that's going on. So you know, he's like. People don't make great flotation devices, and he's got this photo of this drowned boy, and it's fucked up. It is fucked up, but from a certain perspective, it's funny because it's so fucking sick. It's you know when you can when you can see the dark side of it, and you can see that it's funny. Fucking laugh it up. But the guy who's running this Facebook group, he removed it. He's like, he removed it, and he told Paul, "Look, I love your sense of humor, but." A lot of people are going to be upset by that because it's so, you know, offensive. And you know what I think? <sighs> yeah, it's offensive. Yeah, it's totally politically incorrect. It's totally tasteless and it's totally sick. But it's fucking funny from a certain perspective. To me, of course. That's the point. To me, it's funny. Not to everyone else. But this guy removed this thing, this entire thing. I've got it because I saved it. That's why I'm reading it. But he removed it. And that pisses me off. Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, Paul's like, he said he understands because, you know, it's the wrong context. It's no one's there to be politically incorrect and to talk about politics and to upset people. Everyone's there to have a good time. But I know that Paul and I were having a good time. And apparently the guy who's running that, the Facebook group was too because he thought it was funny. However, he removed it. He even said, like, sorry, I'm being the government here because, you know, people were getting offended. Fuck you. I'm sorry if you're getting offended. It's a joke. I know, I know, I know it's an in, intense joke, but hey, man, you know, you have the, here's the thing though, you have the right to be offended you, you and you have the right to express that point of view, but to remove it, no, I don't agree with that. It's there. Deal with it. Don't, don't remove it. Like, just leave it there. Fucking hack it. You don't have to agree. You have the right to be offended. Like, that guy had every right after I said, I've already got my flotation device and there's this allegedly dead girl floating in the water. He had every right to say, how is that even remotely funny? Every right. Did it annoy me a little bit? Yes, because, you know, it's a joke. It's a dark joke. It's a dark sense of humor joke. But he has the right to be pissed off. Absolutely. The problem is when you remove it and you stop that being out there, being witnessed and being something that people see, you're removing it from the picture. It's kind of, not exactly, and I know this is a very, you know, very small, insignificant thing, but you're, you're, it's, it kind of, in a way, is stopping free speech. It's, stop, it's silencing people, saying, no, you can't have that opinion. And I know it's just a joke, and I know it's just on Facebook between a certain group of people who, you know, are mutual friends. But removing it is not something I approve of. Which comes back to the free speech. Let people have their opinions. If I, if my joke is that shitty, my opinion is that shitty, as, well, as, as it seems to be to that guy who said, how is that even remotely funny? So be it. That means it's a shitty idea in a shitty, shitty marketplace of ideas, and and thus it is. It is not going to be something that will be uh, accepted. It will be refuted, 
and that's it. Okay, fine. But you don't remove it. I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting old. Because I thought it was like so fucking funny. But I don't know. Like if someone if someone if you don't like, it, you just don't see. It. You don't remove it. You just don't pay attention. If someone's got a shitty idea. You know, you don't have to discuss it. I guess you don't have to actually engage in discussion with them. I don't fucking know. Anyway, I gotta get ready and go and have coffee with Paul.